of 59 this evening for today's Saturday special. The pioneer broadcaster, Jim Gabbert, is going to be in studio. And it's time to get on with it. Good morning. A brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you cheer. We've got time. We've got tunes. We've got time, tunes, and temperature. Get up and go. It's today, you know, on KSCO Radio. And a very good morning. This is Jim Cabot, and we're going to be around for the next two hours filling in for MZ on KSCO 1080. So stick around. That's quite an introduction. Jim Gabbard here with you on KSCO, and uh, we're going to be around for two hours. So here's what I want to have happen right now is you write down our phone number. I think it's very important that you participate in this radio program. The number is 831-479-1080, 831-479-1080. You know, it's a pleasure to be in for MZ tonight here at uh, this afternoon, rather this morning, on KSCO. Uh, I want to open and clarify my position right now. So we start off with absolutely sunshine and openness. I am politically a socially liberal person, fiscally conservative. And I assume that a lot of you are basically the same thing. But I am a registered Republican. And the reason is I wanted to always be able to vote in the California primaries to keep the born-again Christians from taking over the party. I voted for Barack Obama first time. Second time, I did not. I felt that, uh, well, how can I do this politically correct? I think overall, he did a lot of damage to this country, but a lot of people don't want to hear that. Right now, the country is very divided. The one thing that always used to make us so great is the fact that the Democrats would come in, a little tick over to the left. Republicans come in, a tick to the right. But the country moved forward. The country was united. I remember one time at the White House, I was having lunch with Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, who was the Speaker of the House at the time, Philosophically, those guys politically were miles apart, but they were friends, and they talked to each other. They were civil. Today, if you got Schumer in the same room uh, you know, with the, with the Republicans, I think you'd have to run them through metal detectors. We have something has happened in this country that has divided us. The liberal Democrats 
have blamed specifically Donald Trump for that division. The Republicans, conservatives, have blamed Barack Obama. The truth is someplace in between. I think today that it's, it's really sad because this country is not moving. It is moving forward, but it's not moving forward politically. I've got and seen tapes of Schumer giving a speech, this is before Trump became president, on how the borders had to be protected. We needed more protection. We have to keep the illegals from coming into the country. Bill Clinton, on a State of the Union message, we have to protect the borders. We have to do fences. We have to keep those illegals from entering the country because they're bad for the country. Now, today that Trump is doing that and talking a wall, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's bad. He's anti-Latino, he's, uh, uh, anti anti-this, anti-that, and so forth. But yet they've all talked to talk. But up until Donald Trump became president, they didn't walk the walk. So I want to talk to you about this, and I hope you give us a call, 831-479-1080, right here on KSEO. Um, as, as we look at what's going on today politically, you look at, my God, the news going on with Trump. You have his attorney. You have uh, the, uh, from uh, the National Enquirer, now his CFO. The, and he has always said this is a witch hunt. Well, we have to look at the Mueller, that general counsel, when he came in, he was to investigate the Russian collusion, the Russian collusion. Today? All of a sudden, we're looking at payments that were made like 10 years ago and an affair here and an affair that. You don't think Bill Clinton didn't have an affair? And a lot of people turn around and say, well, you know, um, Trump's a liar. Well, wasn't Obama said you can keep your doctor? Wasn't it Clinton that said I did not have sex with that woman? I mean, they all do it. That's politics. So I want to hear from you, and I'd love to have you um, uh your input on this now also at the same by the same token as we're talking about a kind of a divided country it seems to me that our school system has almost become a method of indoctrination including universities a university originally was to um, teach you to think to teach you to be objective, to teach you uh, some kind of something that you do as a trade or whatever in your future. But objectivity was very important. That's no longer there. Look at what happened in North Carolina this week, where they take destroyed a Civil War statue. That's part of history. Now, just because you disagree with it, do you tear it down? Do you turn to violence? Isn't that analogous to... Nazi Germany burning books because they didn't like what the book said. And if you don't like what that statue stands for, then do like Martin Luther King did. Do it civilly. Go out, protest, but don't tear it down. Don't get violent. So I, what I'm basically where I'm going is the state of the United States of America today. In my lifetime, I've never seen it so divided. And I wonder how you feel about it, what your opinions are. 831-479-1080. Jim Gabbard in for um, MZ. And I don't know, do we have a commercial break coming up at all? Is, should we be doing that? or I'm not sure. But I'll keep on going. I think it's real important today 
that we all take a deep breath. For instance, I do not like Donald Trump. I don't think I'd like to have a, he doesn't drink, but I don't think I'd like to have a beer with a man anyway. But I like what he has done. Look at the economy, the deregulation. You take all of those steps that have happened in the country. And he, like even today, when you look at the trade war, we've been getting screwed by China for a long time. All of our politicians would talk to talk, but they weren't walking to walk. Are we in a trade war? Somebody's going to blink pretty soon. They have to. And China needs us for their economy. And Trump knows this. And Trump is a good negotiator. So I think we just have to hold tight and see where it goes. The other thing that the media does not report are the good things he's done, only the bad things. I watch ABC News with David Muir every night and... Kind of interesting is they always lead off with a negative. Always. Something like yesterday was the highest record in the stock market. Was that the lead story on ABC News? No, it wasn't. It was the fact that they were bringing the CFO, granted him immunity, granted immunity to the attorneys, granted da 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 And that Trump lied and that they also said that he violated the campaign laws. Well, according to most attorneys... He hasn't yet. They don't know. It's vague. We have to wait and find out, but we don't jump to conclusions. So, um, again, I want to hear from you. 831-479-1080, right here on KSCO. I'm Jim Gabbard. I'm in for uh, MZ, and we're going to be around up until uh, 2 o'clock. No, noon, I guess it is. And let's talk about this. What do you think? Because to me, I... I think what it is, is everybody thought Hillary was going to be the next president. And I remember watching the Republican debate, and Trump got up. My perception of him was a bully, a charlatan, and there's no way that man is going to make it. Absolutely no way. He did. And I think they have not forgiven him for winning and right now like again schumer was for border protection he was for almost i think he used the word fence at one time but it's trump now and therefore we hate him the media hates him and that's where fake news came from so we're going to take some phone calls right now here at ksco we're going to go first off to line one and did i do that right i pushed the button are you there hello I don't hear anybody. Um, let's see, what do I do? That, that. Are you there? I don't hear anybody. I'm so, here. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Hey, Jim, how are you? you good. Who, who am I talking to? Rick from Mount Hermon. Yeah, okay, Rick. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, I just wanted to comment on that statement about um, you've never seen the country more divided, and I hear that all over the place. Uh, I even hear it in the pulpit, in the churches and everything. And I think, to me, my opinion, uh, the eight years with Obama, the country was just as divided. The people were just as upset, but it was different people. It was the people that are quiet. They're, they do about their business. Um, they go on and 
and they adapt to what is going on with the government. They understand that they still got to do what they got to do. But the reason why the opinions out there are are like the country is so divided is because the people that are upset are afraid that they're going to lose something that they can do nothing about. You know and, what, Rick, Rick um, and, and uh, I was headed towards that, was while the country is divided today, Obama, probably of all the presidents, was the most divisive president we've had. He did divide America. There's no question he, about it. But he he was a studier. He was a worker. He was he he read a lot. He he educated himself a lot. I mean, I I, I give him full credit. In the eight years that he was here, there was no major. Uh, the major disasters were natural. They were other countries' wars. They weren't ours. Uh, you know, it's peaceful. I, I have no uh, dispersions or anything bad to say about the man. Uh, but I do think that the reason why the c- country is so divided is the people that think that the president is going to affect them are just are just going crazy and upset and rioting. And the the people that when Obama was president and upset, they complained, sure, but they went about their business. They they didn't. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They were about, afraid. Wait. What about when, when uh, at the University of California, when uh, Ann Coulter tried to speak and there was violence and they almost tore the building down? That was under Obama. Yeah, but almost, you know. Um, and, here, and here's the thing. I will say this, because remember, I said I voted for Obama the first time around. Second time, I thought in my lifetime, one of the worst presidents, not intentional. His heart was there and all, but he tried almost appeasement in the world. Yeah, he kept us out of war, but he led us closer than ever to war. When he stepped down, ISIS was growing. We were in trouble in the Middle East because he tried appeasement. What really works in government and to make the United States a leader is you need power. He basically stripped the Navy, stripped the Air Force, stripped the Army, and we need power. Remember, what destroyed the Soviet Union was Ronald Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. And that worked. And as Trump has built up our military, it's made a huge difference in the world. Did I say Obama? I said Trump. Jim, uh, you know, the the day that uh, Trump was... uh, uh, won the presidency was the day I stopped watching news. Uh, be, when Obama was president, it, there was a, it was a lot different. It didn't start off with bad news about the president. It started about good news. And then okay, as as Trump now, became... Wait, so, Rick, Rick, would you blame uh, Trump because all of a sudden it's only bad news? Or would you blame the media because, quote, it's fake, unquote, news? In other words, the media does not like Trump. They hate him. H-A-T-E in caps. So, like well, I said... When, you, when, it, he, he, when it comes to media, I don't have to buy their newspapers, and I can turn off the TV and the radio. You, you can. Jim, you're, you're, you're good media. You're good media. And, and I like turning on the radio. But if, if you were bad media, i just turn it off. And you That's know, wonderful. Yeah. But now, and, here's and, the and, other issue. Oh, and the other thing is... History repeats itself, and I think of Obama and all the hard work he did. I think of Jimmy Carter. Uh, he's, he, you know, everybody said how weak and how, he was the worst president, 
and and uh, during the hostage situation, you know, he caved in. He he didn't have enough power. But he, I remember when he was working like a dog in Camp David, trying to get the Israelis and Egyptians to come to a peace. And you know, every president does good, and every president has bad things happen. I don't think any president goes in there saying, "I'm going to do bad." But, 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 um, but Rick. Rick, let me tell you a very let me tell you a very interesting Carter story. March of 1980, I was president of the uh, National Radio Broadcasters Association. I get an invite to have lunch with Jimmy Carter at the White House, so I go there, and there's Jody Powell, his press secretary, and Brzezinski, his uh, national security advisor, and Jimmy Carter. My my background is electrical engineering; his is nuclear engineering. We really hit it off well. Wonderful, nice man. But I didn't realize he was a Southern Baptist minister. We're sitting there in 1980. The We are so close at the time. I remember Time magazine having this red oozing over the planet is that the Soviet Union was becoming a major threat to us. And I remember Carter at lunch puts his hand on my shoulder and says, Jim, Listen carefully now. I want you to, I want to unilaterally disarm this country because we are going to destroy the planet and God will protect us. I walked out out of, out of that meeting saying, OMG, did he really yeah. mean that? And he did. And the guy had a heart of gold. He really did yeah. have a heart of gold. I mean, look at what he's doing with Habitat for Humanity. But every president has their good points. Everyone has their bad points. I thought Lyndon Johnson was terrible because he picked up his beagle by the ears. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I remember good old Lyndon. I, I, there's so much conspiracy theory about him. It's unbelievable. But, but with Jimmy, you, you, you know what? He was honest with you. You know what? You know that was his conviction. Absolutely, but but the thing yeah. is, you, you're yeah. in. Oh but no, you're, the man, but now the man but now he had. A, thank God for Trump because he's more like Reagan than anybody. He he's he wants a strong defense. He wants a strong trade. He wants to strengthen America. Right. And it's amazing how people want to weaken it. And it's just like you can't argue with them. They're, they're, they have their convictions. I have mine. But, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to have a businessman as a president as opposed to a Republican politic, a politician. And I, I was a big fan of Trump yeah, when I know, watched The Celebrity Apprentice. He raised millions for charities. The man is very charitable. But, and but, I just but, wish but, he Rick, got more credit Rick, for that. The, the, yeah. I, they, yeah, he okay. Like I said, the media hates him. Capital H A T E. But he, to me, his tweets and the guy just—I guess he's so insecure that somebody says something negative and he's got a tweet. And I, I bet you his father beat the crap out of him when he was a kid or yeah. something. No, that because all that he's all that tweeting and everything, all that tweeting and and everything. It's it's almost a smokescreen. It's almost a here here focus on this. Meanwhile, I got to take care of business, and it's it's funny to me how yeah, but it's that's kinda, what we it's focus on. It's, that's what we focus on instead of the okay, important Rick, thing I, of government. Yeah, I, thank you, thank you, Jim. You know, I appreciate you calling. Yeah, I've, yeah, thank you very much. And that was Rick. And uh, our phone number is eight three one four seven nine ten eighty.
831-479-1080. Right now, we go to our next caller, who happens to be Lee. And Lee, which buttons do I push here? Uh, how do I get to Lee? <laughs> Good I morning. Thought, Lee, are you there? Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Hi, welcome to K, um, to KSEO. Well, uh, well, well. Go ahead. Welcome you to to KSEO today. It, it, it's good to hear somebody that has has brings some light. I, the other fellow there just absolutely uh, fell in love with Obama. But I I know who his father is. It's Frank Marshall Davis, and the guy was an out and out communist. And <laughs> and uh, when it, when people find out really what I mean, I, his his father that he claims says he wants a DNA sample. He doesn't believe he's his father. You know, I so I'll stop on that. I, I like to take you to I was in a waiting room the other day and um all, all of a sudden uh, I I picked up a uh, on the front cover of a Time magazine uh our our now uh Attorney General um Jeff Sessions. And I started to to get into it and then I was called into my uh, activity that I was uh, to uh, be engaged with and I, I didn't get, but it, it sounded like what I was picking up on was Jeff Sessions is saying, hey, first things first, the thing that I've been working on the most and most deeply active in is tearing down Obama's uh, commitments to, to uh, allowing non-American citizens to vote. And and uh, if I'm right or wrong on that, all I know is that that I, I believe Brown is is open the door to everybody to be able to vote, and and that's nuts. It'll tear our. It'll just collapse. Well, let, let, yeah, Lee, Lee, let me tell you something. And this this is politics, okay? It's pure politics. And right now, um, it, I find this very disturbing because the reason, okay, like I said earlier, we had Schumer against the you know the immigration part of illegal, illegal. We're a nation of laws, and we really welcome immigration legally done. And we look at where he advocated that we have to build borders on the walls, and Clinton did the same thing today. Why does a sanctuary city exist? Because it's a way to get votes. California, the state of California, came out and gave illegals driver's licenses. And the justification for that was, well, that way they could get insurance. So if they have an accident, they, they're insured and it's not so bad. Those driver's licenses were supposed to say cannot vote. Now, in California... All you need is a driver's license to vote. You're going to have a lot of illegals will be voting. Those, I don't think there's any question about it. It's politics, and it's not right. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it has to stop. And, and if, if we don't stop it before, before they start this elections, uh, then we're, we're going to collapse. We're going to be out okay, I mean, if you've been in any, any local towns yeah. here, they're just packed. There are people living in their garages. They're, they're, I mean, the, the sewer and the water is collapsing every time I see them. The, the other day, yesterday, I mean, they, they're, it, it is an issue that we cannot stand here and, and just say, well, hey, um, uh, it, it's what it, it is. I mean, we could, when this fellow talking, Rick was talking about he turned off the, the news. Well, half the news is is, is it's toxic to us. It's not the truth. We have to get yeah, to the there's, bottom. Now, now, 
now wait, there's 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 a couple of points here I want to bring up. Number one, the Democrats have violently, I mean viciously opposed voter registration cards. That it's going to free people can't go get the card or whatever. Poor people is going to hurt them. Almost any country in the world, you have to have a voter registration card. You need, when you go travel, you need a passport. You need IDs. When you need IDs, I mean, it's, it's to me, it is ridiculous. We should have voter registration cards. I mean, but why not? Okay. And every, I, I know, I, I, I spend a lot of time in Mexico. You can't vote without a registration card. There's no other country in the world that has open borders like we have that people think are we're nuts. I mean, we're giving away everything. I mean, the, the people of China, China come, come in and have the women are having babies here because and, and the walk the baby walks out being yeah, American Lee, citizen. Lee, it's very simple. It's politics. It's all politics. And they, you know, and and. Uh, the one thing that bothers me today more than anything, as we're talking about news, television, radio, when I grew up, of course, uh, the networks were about the only place you could get really national news or world news. Today, I have a lot of friends, millennials, that they don't, if that, they probably don't even know how to turn a TV set on or turn a radio on. So they go to the Internet, and here's the problem with that. If I agree with what I'm reading, it's true. If I don't agree with it, it's not true. Whether it is true or not, do you follow me on that? Uh, well, it, it, you, they, if you want to take that uh, direction of of, uh, of understanding, but the, the bottom line is that if if someone is presented with the absolute of what really happened or what is going on, and, and we'll call that the truth, then when they make a decision, they they either going to later going to it's going to hit them like a a. a uh, uh, a hammer it's going to wake them up they're going to say well gee i yeah i see now I, th that wasn't what what i was looking at or what i believe i mean at this point uh what are we going to do about this election situation okay because here, here, this gets back also as we're talking about people voting today. When I talked about universities, are supposed to be you're supposed to walk out with an open mind. It's to teach you to think and everything. Is you know you are taught today. There's so much indoctrination and partisanship in the school systems, and it's not good. We used to be. What happened to the newscasters like uh, Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite? Where did the objectivity go away in television news and radio news and even the newspapers? You know that the Washington Post or the New York Times hate H A T E in caps Donald Trump. Oh. And, yeah, Donald Trump has done some bad things. Report it. Say what he did. But he's done some good things. Report it. Say what he did. I'm going to have to run here, Lee. I got another caller stacked up, okay? I, I, I would hope that this, this fire gets going uh, of understanding because if we let this voting position go the way it's going right now, like we've done with everything else, it, it is going to be our demise. I mean, you, we cannot let people be voting if they're not American citizens. Bingo. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. I want to thank you very much for calling. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I appreciate who you are. Thank okay. You. And right. I'm Jim Gabbard in for MC, and our phone number is 831-479-1080. 831-479-1080. hearing you on KGO. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye -bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. And uh, let's go to the next one. And uh, let's see. We have Liberty from Monterey. Welcome to KSCO. <coughs> 
Yes, good morning. It's good to hear a new voice on on uh, KSCO. Uh, I appreciated your opening remarks. I'm calling just a little aside. I'm calling from Monterey. It's Motor Week down here. The Ferraris are a dime a dozen. <laughs> I, got pa- I got passed by two Lamborghinis within a mile on Highway 1. And places just crawling with million-dollar cars. It's just amazing. But anyway, yeah, I appreciated your opening comments. I'm a libertarian, and I am not a capital L libertarian. I don't belong to the party because I disagree with their open borders policy. Uh, And I'm registered Republican, although I'm an independent, and the reason I registered Republican was to try to counter what I see as basically an invasion of uh, cultural Marxists who have invaded uh, virtually all of our institutions, our institutions of higher education have become institutions of higher indoctrination. And uh, the uh, fourth estate has become a fifth column for these uh, – <laughs> For these Marxists that want to uh, disrupt, and I think they are largely the cause of the uh, divisions in uh, our our society, because that's what Marxists do: they they divide and conquer. And but they you know, are, you know what, Liberty? What scares the hell out of me today is like I can't think of an, I can't pronounce a name. The little the young uh, lady that uh, won the primary and knocked out the, the the Democrat in New York, and she is quote uh-huh. an avowed socialist. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there is it. You take Bernie Sanders, and mainly his following is in the millennials, where somebody in their mind, somebody should be asking these people, "We're going to get free education. We're going to get free medicine. We're going to get free this. Who the hell is going to pay?" for it mm-hmm. yeah well like uh uh let's see uh, margaret say who who's our uh uh the conservative british prime minister margaret thatcher. margaret thatcher she says sooner or later you run out of other people's money and that's the you know <laughs> the like problem yeah. with socialism but uh anyway i went on a uh uh a, a high a college tour with my daughter when she got out of high school and we were uh, touring the uh, uh, universities on the West Coast all the way up into Washington and uh, checking them out. And it's just crazy. We went to this one uh, school and uh, there was a a student docent who was leading a tour of the campus and and, uh, she was talking about their uh, guest speaker program. She said, oh, we've had... Uh, Michael Moore, and uh, I forget who the guy was, unsafe at any speed, the uh, <laughs> environmentalist, uh, anyways, run for office a couple of times. She listed about a half a dozen uh, liberal and, and leftist speakers, and I said, well, do you ever have, like, uh, somebody from the NRA or, uh, you know, a libertarian or – you know, uh, some conservative or, or right and center speaker. And and she almost literally rolled her eyes and gave kind of a, you know, a kind of a smirky smile. They well, you know, and I asked one of the administrators, I said, well, what, what is this? How come all you have is are these liberal speakers? And she said, well, the students decide who they're going to have for uh, for guest speakers. 
And I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, this is like a classic case of, of the uh, inmates running the asylum. I mean, <laughs> isn't there some responsibility on, on the part of administrators? It seems like our liberal arts colleges, have, liberal arts used to mean a wide variety, you know, expose students to a lot of different ideas and let them make up their own minds. And, and now it's a liberal arts means uh, uh, liberals. Well, you know, you know what, <laughs> you know what, Liberty is is you're absolutely right. If remember Ben Shapiro was going to talk in University of California now, a university like you say, open mind, and you're you want to listen to all the viewpoints and everything else. They damn near burnt the campus down, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it's just to, oh, by the way, I want to mention everybody listening to KSCO now. You could call us eight three one. Four seven nine ten eighty. Give us a call. Um, very interested in hearing from you. Now, the one thing that bothers me is today. The, Trump, obviously, from the economics of the country, has done an incredible job. Okay, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, "Well, that's because Obama did it way back when." I'm sorry, but the biggest, like the tax cut, I realize the tax cut was really good for people. But to me, the most important part of the Trump tax cut was. The corporate tax, that is the one that really is important to me because we had billions and trillions of dollars. We had the highest corporate tax in the industrialized world, and they brought it down to where it's where it should be. And you're going to see more millions and billions of dollars coming into this country, and it's happening. And also Mm -hmm. deregulating, having owned broadcast stations where we were government-regulated. I'll use a Ronald Reagan phrase. Government is not the solution. Government is the problem. Yeah. And, and that well. doesn't mean you don't need government because if you look at AT&T today or you look at uh, Amazon, if they if government weren't there and antitrust laws weren't there, the thing would get absolutely out of control. Mm-hmm. And, you, and yeah. we'd all get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the name of the game. I got to run. I'll let somebody else. Okay, get on. thank this you very much, Liberty. Okay, nice thank, thank you me. very much. Bye bye. Uh, the phone number bye. is eight three one four seven nine ten eighty. We're going to take our next caller right now, and that is Terry. Are you there? It's Colonel Terry calling in with some smart talk. Uh, go ahead. Smart in that you know, I'm smart enough to know that I and I spent years in Washington, and that included a view from the White House and the Pentagon and working with the Congress and Ralph Nader when I was. Young and idealistic. I'm not that young and that idealistic, but I still care about justice. I want my country to succeed, and I want a government that's competent and honest and values informed wisdom and the truth, like I believe you do. Uh, yeah. Okay. But but here comes the point today. As you're looking, it's we like I said, we need objectivity. It's like uh, David Muir. It was last night on the ABC News turned around and already convicted President Trump for violating campaign laws and and then finances and everything. And all the attorneys say that's just not true yet. It may be yes, but they already convicted him. That's not true. <clears throat> well, his. His uh, former legal uh, consigliere, Cohen, as much as said that he did, uh, in testimony, under uh, in a presentation right, made right. under but, oath. But, but, but you got to remember, he is, you, it, you still have to have an investigation. You still, he could be guilty or could not be guilty. We don't know. Just because his attorney, who uh, is under granted immunity and everything else, says it, doesn't mean it's so. 
Well, if you, I agree. So let the process continue. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. And balance. In addition to that, read the book Russian Roulette by David Korn and others, or just flip through it at Costco or the bookstore. Russian Roulette. The evidence is there of Donald Trump being targeted 25 years ago by the Russians and Putin the last 15, targeting what can he do for us. Uh, also, and, and also Trump was targeted to smuggle, hide, launder hundreds of millions of dollars of stolen money by the Russian oligarchs and Putin into Trump in, uh, property investments. That is absolutely documented. Yeah, but in that the, was 25 years ago. How about when Obama was sitting there with Putin and a hot mic was on and he says, wait till the next election and we could do some more things. Oh, he was sitting with Medvedev, the, the, the interim Oh, that's president. right. Yeah, it was Medvedev. It wasn't Putin. You're right. But, Obama at me. Yeah. Okay. As an absolute mediocrity, and he is the product of affirmative action at Harvard Law School, Harvard University. That's what you get when you get an affirmative action president who was re recruited when he was at Columbia, recruited to go into politics in Chicago, recruited to be a senator, and we end up with a, a mediocrity. Uh, no, there's absolutely no question about it. By the way, if you want to join the conversation, listening to KSCO, the phone number is 831-479-1080. You know what, Colonel Tony? I wanted to mention another thing is um, – what bothers me is like you take the football players and their protests and everything else. Those guys are making millions and zillions of dollars. They talk the talk, but they're not walking the walk. And it I, seems to me the most I absolutely agree with you, okay? Again, okay. I'm in the smart wing. I'm not married to the left-wing lunatics or the right-wing ridiculous, as I call it. I look at issues to be smart. And smart and balanced on the football players is it's preposterous for them not to respect the flag and the Constitution that it represents, that, is tr that does provide more equal protection of the law for everybody. Uh, m moving on, we've but got wait, to decide. Just I, got, I got one more point on this. Is, is these, these guys, the, the one thing, the, the problem I see, and part of this started back in the 80s, where you had an enormous amount of crack babies who didn't have any family, didn't have a family at all, mother, father, whatever. And today they're grown up and all, but they've never had any direction. And it seems to me that if you want to pull people out of ghettos and everything else, you've got to, first off, you've got to have unity. You've got to make them feel welcome in a family and you've got to constantly hit them you can achieve you can do it you are your own limitation in the world go for it rather I, than turn them into victims I, I fully agree with you and those are the examples and, and again uh, disrespecting the flag is, is, is inconsistent with what we should do on the big picture the big picture is we have to decide what we value do we want a successful country we cannot have a successful country if we have it invaded with immigrants that don't speak our language, that are frequently illiterate, and that are overbreeding children. The Dalai Lama told them to stop having them if they can't take care of them in their own country. Well, see, here, yeah, here's, another, here's another thing that as we're talking sanctuary cities and immigration and everything else. I am now I am 25% Mexican. Spanish was my first language. As a matter of fact, I paid part of my way through Stanford as a Spanish disc jockey down in San Jose. And uh, I look at if you want, you know, we are a nation of immigrants. All of our parents came, most of all, unless you're Native American, came from someplace. 
in the immigration thing, you go back to the Italians coming at the turn of the century of the 1900s, and they, they had to fight their way up in the Irish and the prejudice, but they wanted to be Americans. They came here to be part of the country. They learned our Constitution. They learned our history. They learned what we're all about. Today, the number one source of revenue for Mexico is Pemex, the oil company they own. The number two source of revenue is money being sent back by the illegals that are here, being sent back to their families. You know, it's a huge transfer of wealth that is not doing us any good. And the, I have Hispanic friends who are bona fide American citizens some five generations back. They don't want another single immigrant from anywhere because they know that additional immigrants and their children will compete with their children for jobs, for housing, for food, for space on the roads, etc. You know what I would do if I were a candidate running today in a highly Hispanic area, like in the Valley where you have a lot of Hispanics and all, I would, one of my campaign things would be, this is not anti-Hispanic. It is saying, listen, um, these illegals are taking your jobs away because they're working for, for less money because they're illegal. And you, you as a Hispanic legal person, the illegals are hurting you as well as they're hurting everybody else in the country. The smart ones acknowledge that. Last, my last point is on sanctuary city and sanctuary state. Nothing could be more inconsistent with the Constitution and a, a successful country nationwide and nothing could be stupider locally than to encourage people to come here get on welfare i watched a woman with six kids at costco buy groceries on a welfare card oh my god are you serious all right hispanic and yeah. she was pregnant with another one there were six again we cannot absorb all the third world's poverty nor should we and oh. uh, again we're not having a grown-up Honest recognition of the facts. We should do that about global warming and human-caused pollution uh, using fossil fuels, poisoning the planet. We should do that about immigration and, and overpopulation realities. And our foreign aid should focus on pregnancy prevention and nothing else. And, and uh, vasectomies for uh, third-world men and teenage boys. Okay, you're, you know what? You're pretty smart. You said you were smart, and you belong to the smart party. I can't argue with you. Okay, you have a great, I'm going to have to watch the Giants, I hope, defeat Texas. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, Colonel Terry. Thank you very much. And uh, the phone number is 831-479-1080, 431-479-1080. I am Jim Gabbard in for MZ here on KSCO, and I want to hear from you. Uh, right now, we've got some phone lines open, and we're ready. This is um, an interesting thing, too, as we were talking about with Colonel Terry here, is as you talk about the sanctuary city or California, the sanctuary state, are we not a nation of laws? And if you disagree with the immigration laws or disagree with the laws that are going on, change them. Don't sit there and just because I disagree with it and I'm San Francisco or Los Angeles or whatever and I am against the persecution of illegal immigrants, so therefore I'm a sanctuary city, and come, Oakland was a classic one on that too. So it, um, it, it's something that I just scratch my head, where the governor supports, and this supports, and the other person supports sanctuary cities. But that's violating 
the law. And the governor is violating the law. You know, it just doesn't make sense. The phone number is 831-479-1080 right here on KSCO. And we're going to take our next call, which happens to be... We're going right now to... How do we get to Jan? It's, I've got to push the right buttons here. Jan, are you there? Yes. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, hi. You're on KSCO with Jim Gabbard, and welcome. Hi, thank you. I've come up with a theory recently that uh, parents who are upset about their children who've gone to these universities and teaching them socialism and everything, that they should tell their their children that uh, they're going to do them a favor and take them out of the will because the money they've made uh, was made from a capitalistic society and that um, um, they don't want to insult them. So that they should uh, also, if they're living at home, tell them that they have two months to get out of the house and get their own place and um, uh, until they learn, you know, what they've been taught is um, wrong. You know, you know what, Jan? I never heard that before, and I love it. See, here, here comes another. I don't know where this socialist movement has started, but it's in the millennials primarily. But um, where, where did it start? Name me. Look at Venezuela. Look at Cuba. Look at the socialist countries. Compare them to the United States of America. Now, recently, you look at the unemployment in African Americans is at an all-time low, and uh, a Republican right. president, yeah. of course, they're racist, you know, and all all these accusations. And you look at where it's going. Why? Because Trump, the one thing he has done is treated this as a capitalist thing. You are rewarded for what you do. You are the limitation in your life. Right. And he's a, he's a man who knows how to make money. That he does. He also lost a lot. I, you know, I, I bet most people forgot. He bought Eastern Airlines, and it was Trump Airlines, and he lost his rear end on that. And, of course, he didn't do so well in Atlantic City. Right. But, see, here comes the thing. I've been a speaker, a graduation speaker at various universities, and I've turned around, and as you're looking at the graduating class, all these innocent faces, and they've got the little cap and gown and all that kind of stuff. And I've turned around and said, you know, the biggest impediment to success is the human insecurity. I am insecure. You're insecure. We all are. And as we're young, we're afraid of our peers criticizing us if we start something and fall on our face. So, right. therefore, we don't start and we're afraid to try. Well, you know, I think there's um, the silent majority out there that um, feels threatened if they do say anything or do anything to show um, – you know, on what side they are on. I think that um, we're going to rise up in this next election and let these people know that, you know, maybe we're not uh, wearing a hat that says make America great again, but that's what we believe. And we're going to outnumber all these people. And they are getting so crazy and so wild. I mean, you, you know who's, who's who because of uh, what they say and do. So I, I think a lot of these people have just gone over the edge. And well, you, you know what, you know what, Jan is, and and this is very true. But the as we're looking at the midterm elections, history has said it'll shift parties in the House, not in the Senate. But 
in the last uh, elections in the primaries we just had, the turnout from the Democrats was 48%, and it was considerably less from Republicans. And it's so easy. I'll never forget when I was a kid. Going to Stanford, my dad was in the State Department of Washington, D.C. I went home for Thanksgiving, and one of their closest friends was Chuck Teague, a congressman out of Ventura County. And he, I'm complaining the world's coming to an end, and the Korean War was started by U.S. Steel to sell bullets. I mean, you were talking almost to a liberal communist as an as a idealistic college student. And he turned around to me, and he says, Jimmy, who's your congressman? I looked at him blank look on my face I said <laughs> I don't ever want to hear you bitch again because what yeah. are you doing about it yeah and you know the American people there's a lot of anxiety going on with uh, especially the adults and the older people because of we see what's going but you know it looks like it's happening we need to get out and vote we need to uh, tell our our children, I'm sorry, you're not going to get an inheritance because you don't believe in capitalism. <laughs> I you love that. Socialism. <laughs> uh, I think these students have, um, I mean, they need to get together and start suing these universities because they have these great big loans. They don't have uh, a good education. Uh, there's no jobs for them. Um, you know, I mean, they've been fed a load of BS. And uh, until they have um, an experience to wake them up and enlighten them as to what they have been taught, which is, you know, a load of garbage. It's, it's, in, it's indoctrination. It, it has is. Been. And it starts in kindergarten. It's not yes. objectivity. And we need to straighten this country out. Get the, get the wall up and, um, you know, make sure people who vote are American citizens and clean things up. Otherwise, well, you, it's all gone. You know what, Jan? It's it's just you're absolutely right on that. And the reason Trump got in as president, and I don't think people understand it, was a reaction to Obama. And well, that played a major role. He destroyed. He was trying to destroy this country. He definitely did. Now, do you know one thing I love? I think it was either Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson. When he, remember, he's half white and half black. Okay, right. and when he became when he became president, one of the two, either it was Sharpton or Jackson, turned around and said, "If he fails, he's white. If he succeeds, he's black." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to run now, Jan. So thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank you. Good yeah, okay. okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And our phone number is here at KSCO, 831-479-1080. I am Jim Gabbard. I'm in for uh, MZ, and uh, just I'm here till noon today, and I want to hear from you. Our phone number, 831-479-1080. And we take our next call right now, and it's Gary. Uh, Gary, are you there? Yeah. Hi, good morning. Um, good morning. I hear so many people calling in that I, I believe they're totally ignorant of their surroundings, um, uh, including one uh, like the last caller suggesting that people just the answer is to vote for the other political party. The political party in this area is run by the Panetta Protection Team. It's run by Bill Monning and Jim Reeds, whose uh, you know connection with the Rockefellers Rip on Society. Uh, Rip on Society was formed uh, the very day JFK was killed by uh, Nelson Rockefeller and a number of the globalists, and anybody can look it up and they'll find that about 
20% of these Republicans are globalists, yet none of these uh, people that come to these conclusions that never get specific uh, figure that that's the answer. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 Gary, stop for just a second, because the most globalist president we had was Barack Obama. They're the ones who believe it should all be, if you're talking globalists, it should be one world. That's not the Republican thing, that's the Democratic thing. No, Republican and Democrat, that's a, that's a, a puppeteer show. You look at uh, uh, Obama, for instance. His handler was Austin Goolsby. He's a member of Skull and Bones. Nobody talks about Skull and Bones, which is both Bush and Kerry. Nobody talks about Panettigate. Do you know about Panettigate? Have you ever no. heard of it? No, I do Leon not know Panetta, about it. Leon Panetta sent military and policy information to a member that's, that's connected with four Soviet and Chinese communist spy rings. There are two monuments on the courthouse steps right now in Santa Cruz dedicated to Hugh DeLacy. Uh, you know, I, I can't. I do know. I've known Leon Panetta for years, way back when he was in the House, and when I was president of the National Radio Broadcasters Association. Then I became president of the California Broadcasters Association, and I would take a contingent of California broadcasters back every single year, and we'd visit with all of the California congressmen. I've always had the greatest respect for Leon. Well, you need to look at the uh, – if you think uh, so-called colluding with Russians is dangerous, how about a member of Congress with letters that are at the University of Washington, both the state of uh, Washington and the state of California, the House Committee on Un-American Activities has pegged Hugh DeLacy as a Soviet agent. You have Leon Panetta, who's, who not only uh, honored him at the Loudon Nelson Center, along with Dan Bessie, co-chairman of the Fair Play for Cuba. Uh, uh, Hugh DeLacy's wife was a communist organizer for in, in Missouri and Kansas. And in the proclamation that Leon Panetta signed, it refers to her as comrade. Okay, uh, I'm going to have okay. Hugh DeLacy's funeral. Gary, I'm going to have to face. check this out. I'm not sure because uh, I, I have to ask our producer if we have news coming up right now at 11 or we just keep on talking. Do we have commercial breaks or anything else? I'm waiting to hear from that. But anyway, go ahead, Gary. Okay. Um, but again, the, the same thing is true with the mayor of Santa Cruz. Um, uh, Buell, I, he ended up uh, uh, with eulogies by Leon Panetta. He was a Marxist. Uh, he, he can be a paddle out for Jacob Gregg. He was a upstanding member of the community. He volunteered with the police department and was a junior member of the Longboard Union. He brought kids out to the waves. And now it is time for our second hour of the Saturday special. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to hang up on you, but... I'm sorry, baby, but I have to go. It's time for that wonderful record show. I'd love to visit, but you'll have to come Bye. 
Boy, <laughs> that's radio out of a long time ago. Jim Gabbert in for MZ. Our phone number is 831-479-1080. I want to shift gears. I've got a couple of calls here. Then I want to shift gears and talk about San Francisco has a huge homeless problem. And I, I'd like to address that. But right now we're going to go to Steve in Pacific Grove as we continue with James Gabbert or Jim Gabbert on KSEO. So let's go right now to... Um, Steve in Pacific Grove and see what Steve has to say, I think. Hello, Steve. Are you there? Hello, Steve. Buttons right push, button. nothing. Okay. There we go. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Hello? Okay. Can you hear yeah, me? Steve. Yeah. Okay. I, I got now you. you got I got right. you now. Yeah, we're okay. just uh, we're, we're in different we're we're in different rooms and no eye contact and I got a lot of buttons and I ha I don't know which one to push, so I just push well, them. We're all. here to. You have a great <laughs> anyway, show going today. Yeah. You have so, a great show going today. Go go ahead. Yeah, you have a great show going today. A lot of interesting callers. The last one especially, I thought you know Rockefeller <laughs> and his crowd founded some company the day of JFK's murder. I've been telling everyone Rockefeller had uh, all of them killed. Rockefeller runs this country, and that's why there's such a brouhaha. Now that Trump's in office, Rockefeller's out of power for the first time in my lifetime. And the media, which he owns, is... No, stop, 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 stop. Tease for time out. What do you mean he owns the media? Rockefeller Plaza, his building, prints almost all your magazines, for example. Oh, okay. That, I, I, I was, I'm sorry. I was thinking electronic media. My mind is, when you say media, I, I focus on electronic. But Go but ahead. The thing, people, pe people have to understand this. Uh, we have been taken over by a hostile media that's anti-American. They are working for Moscow, no doubt. Our own media works for Moscow, has for decades. They have the power of a sorcerer to literally brainwash us all and control us all, and they are so drunk on their power, they think they can pull all these shenanigans. Steve, and then Steve, after Steve, tease, tease for time out here right now. You know, I used to own... I've owned five or six radio stations, a TV station, and a lot of media, and nobody ever controlled us. We did what we wanted to do where we do, KSCO. I don't think anybody's controlling this right now. And I just think you're wrong when you're implying that all of the media. I know the people at ABC, the people at CBS, the people at NBC, they're not controlled by – they're controlled basically by advertising dollars. Well, then how come is it that of all the media in America, only two people have given the light of day – to the biggest story in our lifetime, Stephen King shot John Lennon. Why is that the case? Well, I again, that happened a long time ago, and I don't have an answer for that, it, okay? It's the biggest story of our lifetime, and nobody's talking about it. We are, we are taken over by a hostile foreign media who foisted Stephen King's evil on us in the first place. We've got to uh, make a okay. stand and start taking to the yeah. streets. I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I just don't believe in all these conspiracies and everything Well, else, you better but, start. You better start. You better start. The people are waking up. Okay. Thank, thanks a lot, Steve, for calling. We're going to go right now to James and Live Oak. This is, by the way, our phone number is 831-479-1080. 831-479-1080. I'm Jim Gabbard in for Mike, uh, for MZ, and James and Live Oak. Uh, welcome to KSCO. Hello, Hello James. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, well, this is a really wild program we got this morning. I was inspired by a caller maybe, uh, I don't know, three or four callers ago, and um, he said something that I've been thinking about for years, like tying our foreign aid to family planning. 
And uh, to me, I've never heard anybody say that before, but, uh, you know, to me, he's acknowledging the biggest problem that's contributing so much to all these problems is overpopulation. I mean, you know, it's so tied to immigration that's ridiculous that people don't realize it. Um, well, uh, James, you're at, you know, here comes another point. As you're talking overpopulation, a lot of the overpopulation today is in the countries that can least afford it. And, and you know, eventually, I, 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 every once in a while, I'll think about this. How many more people can the planet uh, hold? You know, at which point do we reach? Because before... There was a natural, there were disease, there was all these little things that controlled population, and we're living longer, and this is all around the world, and people seem to be, not so much in the United States or in the Western world as much as in the non-Western uh, world, is they're growing night and, I mean, just huge amounts of population growth. Right, and the spillover comes here. And um, we, you know, and that's another thing he said. We need an honest conversation about what are we going to do about the fact that we cannot be the, you know, the, the emergency shelter for the whole world. And, you know, I mean, I think even political asylum has got to be rethought. I mean, there are so many people that want to come to the United States that have a good reason to come, and they probably would qualify under some kind of political asylum. Uh, but we can't take them. Well, here, here, here comes the problem. That Remember that big uh, entourage that came up from Honduras and El Salvador, and they marched right across Mexico, and they, they've yep. been trained by people, and they've been taught on how to play the political asylum game. Now, um, is it really that bad in Honduras or El Salvador? How about East Oakland? You know, and, I, know. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, but the thing that the conservatives don't seem to understand is – you know, they want to block family planning and block Planned Parenthood. And that's the most important institution we got going as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I totally agree. But but here, here, see, again, you know, when I started this, this uh, program today, I mentioned, I don't know if you heard at the very beginning, I I am, I'm socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Right. Me too. Me okay? too. Which I think is really most of the people. And right now we're, we're people without parties. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and it's because, you know, like the conservative, I mean, I'm listening to conservative radio to, and for the last few days just because I'm wondering what, you know, what people are thinking, what the extreme right is thinking um, about what's happening right now. And, you know, to me, I mean, I was surprised to see that they're still in the trenches, but whatever, you know, that's fine. I'm just I just want to know what's going on. But, yeah, see, you see know, the one thing the one thing I do, and and I guess because I've owned so much media and everything, is I watch MSNBC, CNBC, and Fox. I watch them all. Everybody, how can you too. watch Fox? Yeah. It's right wing. How can you watch CNN or MSNBC? They're left wing. Well, I watch them all and kind of put it on the scales and balance it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, you know, the, I mean, one of the things I hear the liberals say is they start quoting from the Statue of Liberty. You know about how we've got to be about immigration. Hey, you know, that's just some statue the French sent us. We don't, that's not who we have to be. You know, we don't have to, 
we can't take all the poor people in the world. We just can't do it. But, and James, that is, a, yeah, that is a misinterpretation because give me your tired, your poor and all is, uh, you know, you take uh, our ancestors who came over to turn of the century or whenever it was between the 1800s and 1900s to get their citizenship. They had to learn things. They had to learn the language. They had to, you know, they had to know about the Constitution, about the Bill of Rights and Pledge of Allegiance and all that kind of stuff. Today, all you got to do is say my name is something and I'm. I'm a citizen. Right. Right. You know, I think I think, you know, I was just thinking today, you know, I, I always accepted the premise that, OK, if you're born in the United States, you can be, you know, a citizen. But you know what? Maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense. If two people come here and they're, you know, illegal fugitives wanted somewhere else. I mean, do we really have to make their children citizens? That I, I, doesn't really make sense to me. What did the, I was thinking about that. I. I don't know. Do you know the history where that came from? Because no, I uh, don't. <laughs> I, I was watching some program the other day, and they were saying maybe that should be changed because yeah, it, yeah, I, because it doesn't make sense. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, a baby doesn't have anything to do with where it's born, and that's all about <laughs> yeah. the parents. Okay, well, James, I, I appreciate your calling KSCO, and thank you very much. Our phone number is eight three one four seven nine ten eighty four seven. 831-479-1080. And we're going to go right now to Gordy in Boulder, Boulder Creek. And give me a call. I really would love your input on what we've been talking about. And I'm going to shift gears in a minute after Gordy and, and talk about homeless because that's become a major problem in San Francisco when you figure the amount of human poop in the streets. It's, I, I heard a number of 16,000 pounds in a month or two months or something, and it's just totally out of control. So I wanted to talk about that, but right now we're going to Gordy in Boulder Creek. Welcome, Gordy. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, I remember you when I was a kid living in Palo Alto. You were the incentive for me to put together an FM multiplex receiver. And uh, <laughs> I remember Birdie yeah. Power and KPN. I remember all these things in your past, and and uh, what was it, Channel 26, I think you No, owned? 20. It was Channel 20. TV Channel TV. 20, yeah, Channel 20. Uh, but in 1963, uh, our president was assassinated. I went off into the Navy, and when I came back, the world was different. Um, but I will help you get into this next subject. I'll simply say, if you want more homeless, if you want more illegal immigrants, invest money into that. That's what you'll get. And that's what I see going on now. All this money that's going in to allegedly help the homeless and help the illegal immigrants, all we're doing is they're supplying more impetus for that to happen. We can't, we can't continue to invest in the homeless because that's what we're getting. We're investing in a crappy streets, literally, in San Francisco because that's where the money's going. That supports that activity. So I wish people would do like it describes in the Bible about teaching people to fish rather than just getting the handout. And we're not teaching the immigrants. We're not teaching the homeless how to get out of poverty and, and do for themselves. And but, that, in a nutshell, is all I have to yeah, say. Okay, to well, hang on a minute here, Gordy, because, see, the one thing that's, that I think is very important, and that's, call it government handouts and all, was during the Great Depression and the WPA, the Works Project uh, 
uh, where all of these people were unemployed and the massive, you know, the massive lines, food lines, soup lines and everything in the Depression. And the government, uh, Roosevelt created these projects where they'd build roads, build buildings. A lot of the Washington, D.C. office buildings were built under the WPA. But in those days, and I think it all the way up till we got to the Great Society, if you wanted government money, you had to do something to get it. It yeah. wasn't a free lunch. And the I think it was under Johnson, as I recall, in the Great Society. They're saying, well, if you're working, uh, you can't go look for a job, so therefore we're going to pay you not to work. So you could go look for a job. Well, as long as the money's coming in, I'm not going to go look for a job. Yeah, we've invested a trillion dollars into this uh, poverty thing here since Johnson. Uh, thank you very much, President Johnson. Uh, you did not do us any service at all in your war on poverty. These wars on poverty, the war on drugs, the war on this, war on that, that <laughs> is an investment that we cannot afford, and the results of it are obvious. When we invest in those things, we get more of it. Thank you very much, Jim. I really enjoy hearing from you. It's been a long time since I heard your voice on the radio. And well, thank you. you know what, Gordy? I, when I, I sold the... Uh broadcast company in 1998 we had the tv station plus kdia plus i forget there were a 1050 coffee uh, am and i decided time to retire i've been here you know that by then had been a long time and i went to work for kgo after that but i wouldn't work full time just fill in for about 14 15 years first job i ever had in my life that i wasn't working for myself it was kind of fun and i got a call from mz who is the owner of uh, ksco uh, i think about three four days ago said i've got i'm out of town how'd you like to fill in for me so i said okay sounds good to me whoa hey what's the secret to your health i know uh, really I pick, no, it's, it's very simple i picked my parents well no, 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 no. no uh, I had some health problems. Uh, I could see that when I when I would you know see you occasionally uh, back in the '80s, and and I think you went to Mexico for a while, and um, and now I hear you again, and I'm surprised you're still kicking. Uh, you, you must have done something. Uh, to uh, no, no medication. Blood pressure 120 over 60, and I picked my parents well. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, Gordy. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. 831-479-1080. 831-479-1080. And I, I, I just want to mention um, in San Francisco today, the homeless problem, I look at it as a bifurcated problem. You have those who are legitimately homeless. They're uh, without they're without a, uh, a job. They're one paycheck, you know, and they lost their job. They've got a family, and they're homeless. Then you have those, like, Recently, it was all over the news of these young guys in the BART tunnel shooting heroin and so forth. And that is a total different type of homeless. And, you know, it's just uh, it's it's a major problem. So my question is, I do remember when I think it was George Christopher was mayor of San Francisco, south of Market was skid row full of bums and alcoholics and all of that and he came along you could never do this today he came along gave them one-way bus tickets to stockton 
and that led to the rebirth of South of Market. Soma was strictly a result of the mayor saying, okay, guys, you're undesirable here. Go away. We're going to take our next call right now. Caller 10 from Santa Cruz, and our phone number is 831-479-1080. Good morning. Are you there? Um, yes, I am. Okay. How come, Good what, who am I talking to? What's your name? I'm anonymous. Oh, okay. Uh, great. Okay. Okay, anonymous. Okay, what I was going to say is we're never going to stop the people coming here because we need customers. All the pe- many of the people in the United States are reaching old age. They're not the purchasing power of them isn't very much because they don't need to start a house to start, you know, things or buy a car because they're elderly, they have what they need. So we need all these immigrants coming in and coming in, whether they're supported by the government or they find jobs. Who else is going to buy all this tech, new wait, technology Wait, 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 just stop. There, there's a difference. I have nothing against immigrants. I don't think... No, no, me either. It's, no, it's, me either. It's, it's legal or illegal. If you are illegal, that's an issue. Yeah, well, okay, I'm not talking about legal or illegal. I'm talking about bringing humans, younger ones, into the art in the United States. But they so, want, we'll have, no. they, so, so they will purchase products. If you're Ford Motor Company and you're putting out 10 million Fords a year, who's going to buy them? The older people that are retired? Wait, wait, wait. I tea, doubt it. Tease for time out. <laughs> Under the current boom, economic boom, the people where brick-and-mortar stores like uh, Target have all of a sudden record sales. And uh, I have, again, I welcome immigrants. If they want to be yep. Americans, if they want to assimilate into our society, learn uh-huh. how to speak English, learn about the Constitution, but to, be, to come to this country to send millions of dollars back to Mexico or Guatemala or Central America, that's wrong. Yeah, but that's not kind of not what I'm talking about. I'm talking no, I understand about you. you. See, I'm 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 okay. I'm, okay. And by I'm the way, with you. Bu- okay, and but yeah, because see, Sears went. Sears going under. The other uh, store is Sears, going wait. Sears under. is going under because of gross mismanagement. Total. Gross well, maybe so. But if they had a whole bunch of young people that needed baby carriages and bassinets. And and uh, all the things that young people need to buy, they're they would them, probably wait, wait, they would not, probably still they're, be. They're here. buying them. They're buying them from Amazon today. You got to look at the fact that. And oh, I, I understand love, that. Yeah, and <laughs> but Amazon. And the economic boom we're having right now, brick and mortar is doing the best they've done in a long time. But what I'm getting back to, immigrants are welcome. One proviso. They have to be legal. Of course they're welcome because they're going to be. They have, the people. They, they have to be legal, okay? Anyway, Anonymous, I want to thank you very much for calling. Our phone number is 831-479. Bye-bye. 1080. Let's go right now to Scott in Pacific Grove. And, uh, Scott, we want to welcome you here to KSCO. Well, good morning. Um, good, good morning. Yeah, your previous caller sparked a thought. He was talking about war on drugs, war on poverty, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, it's occurred to me over the decades that whatever they say, they mean the opposite. And what I think I'd like to see is a, a, a federal program called War on Critical Thinking. 
<laughs> explain. Okay. Well, you're, you're you're losing me on this one. So explain. Well, if they had a war on critical thinking and just announce it that way, we're going to have a war on critical thinking. Then, because everything they say means the opposite, critical thinking would uh, start rising. And <laughs> see, I don't, I don't think they mean the opposite at all. The war on drugs was started, um, and it's we have spent millions and billions very unsuccessfully. And now, like San Francisco, what are they doing? They're giving out hypodermics, which I, you know, what about Needle Park in the Netherlands and in Amsterdam? It's been a total disaster. You have a whole bunch of stone people addicted going nowhere. Well, um, look, we, we have problems processing that everything is working exactly as designed. Well, what, what if you just tell yourself the system is functioning exactly the way those who push the buttons want it to work? I disagree with that. Well, um, it, it, uh, you ever read Carol Quigley, Professor Quigley from Georgetown? No, no. Oh, my goodness. Man, so uh, everybody went to his. Everybody went went to his classes. Bill Clinton. I mean, when when he gave talks at the Oscar Iden Lecture Series at Georgetown, Kissinger's in the audience. But in his book Tragedy and Hope, he said, "I'm not quoting directly here, but what he said was, uh, uh, this thing of this left-right paradigm is only for the doctrinaire and for academics. And every four years, the American." public must be given the opportunity to throw the rascals out, quote, unquote. But what is important is that the policies continue unchanged, period. So that's what's going on. The whole thing is stage managed. See, I, I totally disagree with you. If, if it were stage managed, you wouldn't have the uh, conflict you have today of the, the Trumps versus the ex-Trumps. That is not uh, something that's choreographed at all. Did you say ex-Trumps? What does that mean? Oh, then, okay, the people who don't like Trump. Oh, 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 oh. Um, In other words, you, you, okay, they hate Trumps and the love Trumps. Right. You know what? Uh, I've, I've, noticed, um, I've noticed that there, there's a complete lack of thought with this Trump stuff, and I, I, I do think Trump came out of nowhere, and I do think Trump was a big surprise. And I think, I think he actually won the popular election, but... Uh, you know, because of the the way the black box voting works, that it doesn't show up in the numbers. But well, I think no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing on it, Scott. If uh, if you were to take, remember Hillary had, I forget how many more. If you were to take Los Angeles and San Francisco out and uh, New York, uh, he basically won the popular vote. Okay, yeah. Well, you basically have uh, Marxist populations, whether they know it or not. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're super left-wing, San Francisco. The one I don't understand, I just don't understand, is, again, I'm a centrist, but I'm looking at the movie stars making bazillions, Hollywood. They are so far left, it's scary. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why? Um, well, you know what? Uh, there's something else called thought entrainment. And um, where, do, where do thoughts come from, and why do uh, large population groups uh, get swept along with popular thoughts, or what, what, what looks like popular thoughts? Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, I think we need a war on critical thinking. And uh, <laughs> Okay, Scott. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate you calling KSCO, okay? This is, uh, t- t- and talk to you later. This is Jim Gabbard. I'm filling in for MZ, 831-479-1080. Let's go right now to Rick and Selena. No, I'm sorry. We're going to go first to Jim and Moss Landing. Jim, are you there? And uh, we'll we'll talk to Jim in Moss Landing, and uh, our phone number is a is eight three one four seven nine ten eighty. Hi there, uh, Jim. Welcome to KSCO. Hey, thank you. I was just calling regarding the homeless issue. Um, if you can talk about that. Oh yeah, that's what I want to talk about. You know, I've got about thirty minutes left, and to me, it's a major crisis in the country now. And uh, to to be on, well, I'm going to hear you first, and then I'll I'll we'll. So- in my opinion, here's the crisis. I'm neither a Democrat or a Republican. I'm an independent. I'd be nothing if I could still vote. I like to consider myself a conservative, but I have an open heart and compassion. And I think before an agency provides any service to anyone for anything, that agency should have to provide some kind of accountability, some measurement tool of their success for what they do. And I think people who use those services should also be held accountable and shown to provide some kind of accountability. And I think that if someone is so down and out that they cannot be accountable, that person shouldn't be on the streets by themselves, living and letting us watch them die in the streets. The homeless issue today, it's primarily drug, alcohol, mental health driven, and there should be services for those folks that they should be compelled to receive instead of us having to watch it happen on the side of the road. The most, so much- you, know, you know, Jim, what, what I kind of remember, this, this started with when Reagan was president, he uh, closed a lot of the clinics, as I recall. And uh, a lot of those people kind of ended up in the streets. But what I have noticed in San Francisco, they came up with a program, don't give the beggars money, give them cards for food or give them uh, a card to go to a shelter. And that created almost a revolution. They didn't want it. They wanted money so they could go out and buy drugs and alcohol. In other words, they need help. Mental. They really do. And, And, you know, in Santa Cruz, we've had the same programs. Um, there's a great program, the homeless garden project, that I donate to, and I always suggest people who are asking for money seek some kind of help there where they're held accountable, they're provided a service. But I think right now it's easier to just throw a buck in the plate, so to speak. Uh, somebody on a center median, you throw them a dollar, you throw them your change out of your car. You see that all the time in Santa Cruz, even though they're posted and by law they can't be there. And there's no accountability to that because you know what the person's going to do with that money. And I think it's time, you know, that a lot of those people are already on a program. They're getting some kind of social services, veterans, Social Security. That money could be taken and put into a program for that person. And if they're not on a program, they should be in many cases. But getting to what you said, too, about some of the young people, whether they're drugs or just young people living on the streets, There's some, not many. I don't believe any of it's really by choice. Maybe it's the only choice they have. Some people will say they choose to live that way. I I don't really think they do. That may be the only choice they have. 
You know, I'll, that's all I'll, I want, yeah. Uh, Jim, I'll make an exception to that. Was back, I think it was in about 96 or 97, when I owned Coffee TV 20, we did a telethon to raise money for to help the homeless, okay? And to, to, I wanted to tape this promo that uh, I co-hosted it with Valerie Harper. And we, I went out. And I found this guy living in the garage over at the Chronicle Examiner building. And so I wanted to borrow his cart and his uh, smelly old coat so I would turn around and, uh, you know, look like a homeless to say, we're going to help the homeless watch this program. It was done as a, uh, a, a promo piece. And I started talking to the guy, college graduate, not an alcoholic. He said, "I obviously a little mental issue, if you will. I want to be a homeless. I want to live alone. I love sleeping here under the garage. On Saturdays, I would go to the hospice so I could watch you on dance party. And and the, the guy chose. He chose that lifestyle. But I think that's an exception. Yeah, I do too. Hey, when did you do that fundraiser for those cards? I think it was about 96, 97. I remember that. I believe I remember that. Most of those programs, um, I, I think I think the big problem is, too, Jim, people need to get together as a collaborative and pool all these resources and tools that we have instead of so many starting up different programs and really sit down and problem solve how to, how to fix this. It could be fixed. I really believe yeah, so. But, but you know something, and God, now I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theory, theorist, is uh, – there is so much money in, in going out in San Francisco now to the homeless, but where's it going? It, it, right, right now we're spending millions. Where's it going? What's it doing? That, I, that's there, what there, there, there's a lack of accountability. That's what we need is we need the accountability. And don't, don't think you're a conspiracy theorist because they really are out to get you, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jim, Thanks, for calling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, phone you number bet. here at KSCO is 831 Four seven nine ten eighty. I'd love your input. We're going to go right now to Rick and Salinas, and um, again eight three one four seven nine ten eighty. Rick, welcome to KSCO. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Nice to hear your voice again. I used to watch you on TV too years ago. So that was a lot. Uh, that's that's when the hair was brown and there weren't wrinkles and bags under the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not 20 either, so I'm, I'm a little older now, too. So, uh, that, that's when I turned around to somebody the other day, and I said, well, I've got this terminal disease. What is it? Old age. Exactly. You know, I always say, hey, my doctor gave me some bad news. I'm going to die. You know, and I, <laughs> yeah. today, but I'm going to die. <laughs> Listen, so, a whole bunch of, I work with the homeless. Uh, matter of fact, I'm in the process of setting up a GoFundMe account to try to save the ones that do want to get out of this. But I want you to think of something here. That you, If you wrap this around, every problem we have in society, in this country and other countries, are not problems that you want to solve. They want the problems because this is a globalist agenda. These are the rich people around the world that are all in positions in government and large corporations, and they run things. And they don't want problems solved. They create them, and then they figure out how they can make it look like we're going to solve them with fundraisers and stuff and the money disappears or like our school system more and more money into the school system but what happens they never have enough money and the kids are getting dumber and dumber you know it just goes on and on so think of one thing globalism it started full force when the first george bush got into office uh, september 11th 1990 he spoke at the un and first uttered the words new world order 11 years to the day 
in, when his son was in there as president, we had 9-11. They are into numbers. They're numerologists. They All these are little games that they play. So the end result is we've had almost 30 years of globalism slowly taking over our country because our country is the prize. All the other countries, they can subvert. Or they got dictators in them, so they can control them. But our country, if they take us down, everything collapses. This is well, the only you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much the globalism thing is, but I will tell you this, that today, from kindergarten all the way up to college graduation, most of the professors are, I, I don't want to take a broad paintbrush, but most of them, or a majority of them, are what you would call semi-quasi or totally socialist. They're teaching Absolutely. the kids in school they're indoctrinating them. I mean, it's almost like Fidel Castro did in Cuba for, you know, for yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40 years, for decades. Yeah. Well, but that is going to... I was going to say, all these isms are the same, whether it's communism or fascism or progressivism. It's just various, various degrees of the same thing. And the ultimate thing is the globalist control of our world where you, they tell you where you're going to work, what you're going to drive, what you're when you're going to eat. If you don't want to follow rules, you don't get to eat, drive, or work. Okay, here, but here, here, here's an interesting thing. Like out in Contra Costa County, uh, our chief uh, financial officer that works for me, her, her son was in high school out in Contra Costa County, and they stopped grading them in sports because it would make the uh, losers feel bad. I forget which state. I think it was Ohio, but I, I may be wrong where they eliminated the, uh, you know, where in, in, in school where you, you know, uh, okay, well, it, it escaped me right now, when, you know, valedictorian. They yeah. eliminated the valedictorian program because those who didn't become valedictorians are going to feel bad. Right. And by the way, the guy who's, and, and that, that goes for everything. Everybody's got to be the same. You know, what is that utopia? All right. That's what they're creating, a utopia that, that will never exist. You can't, you can't do it under... Uh, socialism or communism or anything. There's always going to be somebody that's going to make decisions for everybody else. And that's why they want to make the decisions. That's why they control the money and the businesses and the cupboards. Okay. But every, every problem, including homelessness. How many vets are going to war, the wars that we don't need? When 9-11 happened, we got a bunch of wars. We're in Afghanistan, uh, in Iraq, all over the place. And all these vets come back. They start, they start them with vaccines, and they fill them up with drugs after that when they get back. And if they've injured, then they got more drugs. And they're constantly – pretty soon they're homeless. The vets are creating the problem. They love to create problems. No, but you also – no, 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 wait, stop. You also have a lot of millennials. And the one thing I, that I think is, is played a role – now, I live – in one of the richer counties in California, Marin County. And yep. there are so many millennials that's, whose parents are divorced. And say they're, say if you're a kid, 12, 13, 14 years old, your mom yep. and dad get divorced, or even if you're younger, neither one are going to give you discipline because they want to be loved more than the other one. So, you know, daddy has me for 12 days, mommy has me for 12 days. They're going to spoil the hell out of me. And, right. and I, I'm not going to get any discipline. Nobody's going to say you shouldn't do that because oh, I'm going to hate mom or I'm going to hate dad for doing it to me. Right. And that breaks down society, breaks the family apart. Part of the plan. All, the reason Trump got in there is because a whole bunch of us got fed up. And we, we don't want to see this. But for the last 30 years since Bush uttered those New World Order words in the U.N., it's slowly, slowly, slowly like the frog in the pot getting down. And Hillary, <laughs> yeah. was, Hillary was the coup de trois. And, yeah. and she didn't get elected because she figured it was hers. It was in the bag. 
and Trump ended up winning, and he's the disruptor. He's you know, I'm gonna, to break everything yeah. up. Rick, I'm going to have to run along, but I will tell okay. you, uh, Hillary ran one of the worst campaigns. She was so strident. She was really, I thought she was her own worst enemy in her campaign. But anyway, I want to thank you very much for calling. All right, I'm All right. Jim Gabbard in for MZ. Our phone number is 831-479-1080. And let's go to Evan in Santa Cruz. And uh, we're going to uh, sit it. By the way, it's 831-479-1080. Evan in Santa Cruz is uh, standing by here, and we're taking him next on KSCO. And somebody's got to push a button someplace. Okay. Hi, Evan. Welcome to yeah, Casio. Yeah, great. Am I, yeah, am I on? You are on. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll just put this out there. Uh, yeah, I'm homeless. Uh, you know, I think the drug problem is a huge uh, issue around here. Uh, yeah, as far as the heroin, uh, you know, and the harder drugs, um, I'll be honest here. Uh, I'm a pothead. You know, I don't think that's a huge issue. We need to start uh, looking at that uh, as a uh, problem for our homeless, not getting jobs because we have to uh, uh, piss test at most of these jobs now that are com being controlled by the uh, government. And, uh, you know, of course, our schooling isn't the best. I'll put this out there. Uh, Scotts Valley School District, I was in special ed. Uh, I am disabled. I'm not going to put a lot of uh, information out there, but, you know, uh, I don't think they uh, did the greatest job with uh, uh, my schooling, didn't teach me uh, very well. They passed us uh, off, uh, um, you know, um, and uh, there we went. Uh, you know, so I think our uh, schooling is a huge issue. Too. Let me let me ask you this, Evan. How old are you? Yeah, I'm uh, 33. 33, okay. And you've been homeless your whole life? or? Uh, I've been homeless for the past, uh, let's say, two and a half years. Would you blame it on your disabilities or just? Uh, uh, I no, uh, I'm pretty capable of working to a certain degree. You know, I've got you know some issues here and there. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to get into too much uh, detail, uh, but uh, you know, I've worked uh, at certain jobs where, of course, they don't piss test. You know, but uh, at the other jobs, yeah, they do. Uh, you know, and that's a, a huge problem. Uh, for uh, us homeless people. Okay, as you're homeless, as, as you're homeless, Evan, like, uh, where do you sleep? Where do you, what, what's your life like? Okay, I've got a social security check coming in, so of course, I, I'm a, again, I'm disabled, uh, so I do get that, you know, and our disabled people that are getting those checks don't get enough money to live around here, and I think that, uh, that rent control was a, 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 a thing that might have uh, helped. Uh, I've heard it's a huge uh, problem for our debt uh, and so forth. You know, I'm sorry, the, uh, uh, but our uh, uh, pot uh, thing industries have been helping uh, a lot of our tax revenue, that's for sure. And that's a, a, a thing that we need to overcome as well. Um, if you were to, if, if you had an opportunity today for a job, would you take it? Uh, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm real curious on it because, you know, you're, you're very brave to come on the radio here and everything else. But to me, it's an education because I've always, you know, been very curious. Now, where do you sleep? Uh, I sleep in a storage unit. Okay. And, and uh, otherwise, 
you obviously you can't be happy or satisfied with your life then or yes or no or, or, are you, you know upset? uh i'm uh, happy enough to where i can uh you know i'm, I'm surviving to a certain degree but i'm not uh, i'm still homeless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's very interesting. I, you know what? I give you credit for having the cojones to give us a call on that because I find it very interesting, and I'm sure a lot of listeners here in KSCO are. Uh, I think you're educating us. Well, uh, I know there's a, a lot of other homeless people. Uh, there was one person downstairs. He was a retired uh, 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 teacher's aide uh, or teacher, I think he was. Now there's another uh, home, uh, old homeless guy, living downstairs uh, for me. Uh, you know, we are all out there, and yeah, that's why I'm kind of call, calling, yeah. and you know, uh, hopefully uh, opening some uh, uh, you know ears uh, out there uh, uh, for your listeners. I don't want to get too personal, but what do you do things like showers and stuff like that? Um, that's uh, you know, a sink or a family. Uh, uh, you know, if I can uh, uh, get. Uh, their help okay well I, I really appreciate you evan for calling i think it's been very educational and i think it's very brave of you to do it so well, i appreciate you. your show and uh, yeah you had some uh, great callers uh, uh, yeah. thank you so much okay yeah okay our phone number here at ksco is 831-479-1080 831-479-1080 we're going to go to georgia and capitola now i have about 10 more minutes so if you want to get in uh, give us a call we've got some open phone lines right now georgia capitola Welcome Hi, to KSL. Hi. Thank you, Jim. First, I want to thank you for being here today. Jim, I believe we have a new disease in our country. It's virtue signaling disease that has trumped all critical thinking. People today are only interested in getting a blue check mark on social media. They're not interested in the <laughs> truth or even searching for it. Yeah, you know, you're right, but you know, you just brought something which is also where our world has changed and changing. Mm -hmm. Like, in fact, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, You know, you take uh, advertising today, most uh, like broadcasting is kind of like horse and buggy in a way compared to the internet. And uh, like, for instance, I'll go on, uh, uh, you know, one of my ISBs and I. well, recently I was looking for a tachometer for a diesel engine. So I Google tachometers and I get them. Now I can't get rid of pop-up ads for tachometers, no matter where I am. These ads appear right. everywhere. And then you wonder about people knowing everything. <clears throat> I decided... I also, wanted, I also wanted, Jim, to say that the millennials are the first generation to actually vote to have their rights taken away. This is a first. How so? What do you mean well, rights taken away? Well, they they are not for free speech on college campuses. They, th- they th- are wait, wait, in- they, they think they are for free speech and they don't disagree with me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but also I wanted to mention one other thing before I go. I was very disappointed that you did not bring up the topic of the atrocities occurring in South Africa, the white genocide going oh. on there. OMG, let me tell you something interesting. I've Mm -hmm. got a lot of friends that are white, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of active in the yachting circle, and so many of the yacht crew members today are South Africans, white. And the reason is, and the media will not address this. That's right. Reverse apartheid is unbelievable. Families Mm -hmm. who've owned farms for a generation two generations are losing it because they're white and it's it's unbelievable the other thing 
is uh, South Africans to enter Canada have to have a visa. That's all because of apartheid. They passed these laws punishing the white South Africans. Mexico, a South African, has to have a visa. Almost no other country mm-hmm. uh, can, can, they can come into Me- to Mexico. Okay, apartheid's gone, but they've never changed the laws. They're still yeah. anti-white. Well, I think this anti-white is rampant across our college campuses and all across our country, and actually it's become a global movement. The takeover of those white European countries by black Muslims is simply designed well, to erase white people. Well, now, see, okay, so I, that's, that's going kind of far. I am the kind of is person, I, I don't believe what the color of your skin is, what your sexual orientation is. what I believe we should all be... There's one thing missing in the Bill of Rights, by the way. They, they missed one word. We are not all equal, okay? I can't play a piano. My brothers can play piano. I can't do this. They And I, I'm, you know, really a, considered almost an electronic genius and everything by some people. My brothers can't. They can't screw in a light bulb. We're not equal. There's, mm-hmm. What the Bill of Rights should say is all, I'll use men, but that's gender. You know, okay, it's not all people are equal are equal opportunity yes sir we should have the opportunity to do what yes. we want to do not to be discriminated because of the color of my skin or my religion or whatever and that one word is missing because we are not all equal well are you for uh white people having the right to continue to exist as a race jim of course. Oh, okay. I, 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 white people, black people, Muslims, everybody. Exactly. Exactly. But where are those black Muslims flooding to? Are they going into Japan or China or Israel or any of those countries that protect their people and their ethnicity, their races? No, they're only going into white countries. So well, don't, don't you find no, that odd? No, no. I wouldn't say it's so much white country. I would say they're going to the industrialized, successful com- uh, countries where you can, uh, you, you, you know, you take, uh, it's basically the industrial world that they want to go to, the yeah. industrial countries. Well, you can't, you can't uh, argue, though, that the rapes going on in those white countries uh, perpetrated by those men on white women aren't designed to bring in multi uh, or, or biracial children to blend out those I, white I, people. George, I think that's pushing. I, I, I do really, you? I, yeah, I do. Well, I, they, they, I don't uh, think it is. Yeah, I think it's because we're not no, hearing it, Jim. The rapes are because that's kind of just, uh, you know, uh, what? it just is. Normal? It just is. No! Well, no. what do you mean? It's just well, what, what? I, what I mean, okay, I'm a horny little Latin, crumb across the border, and I see this beautiful blonde, and uh, I rape her. And then I kill her because she uh, <laughs> will, will talk. I was well, thinking, that's I was th- not acceptable in civilized countries, Absolutely. Jim. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, by the way, I was thinking of Molly. That is so tragic. Yeah, it's a terrible oh, thing. Oh, God. Oh, there are many, many examples of the Mollies, and there's the Mollies all over Europe right now who are being so, raped, who are being tortured. Our well, children are being taken and sold into sex trafficking. We have a mess, Jim. We have well, a mess because... I, I, it's, I don't think it's all that bad. It's not the best. By the way, our phone number is 831-479-1080. I'll take one more call. George, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for calling, okay? Thank you, Jim. Right here on uh-huh. uh, We're almost at the end here. I could take one more phone call. 
831-479-1080. I got a line empty. And I just want to mention, I want to thank MZ for letting me do the program today. Um, kind of surprising. Actually, it's been kind of fun. And uh, again, by the way, MZ, if you're listening, I wouldn't mind doing this again sometime. Right here on KSCO 1080. We've got another caller. And then by then, I think it's about time to say goodbye. So we're going to move on to... Is somebody calling? Let's see. I'll tell you who it is in just a second. It takes time for the computer to roll up. And uh, anyway, let's just have Bill and be the last caller. Bill, you're on KSCO, and welcome. This is really close to a lot of what they heard in Munich back in the 30s. You Nazis need to get off the air. This is sick. I'm a Jew. Go to hell. Well, (laughs) Bill, are you still there? Boy, talk about intolerant person. My God, that is just unbelievable. I, I could take one more phone call if you want to pick up the phone and call right now, 831-479-1080. And I just can't believe that. In other words, here I am. I'm talking about complete freedom, complete no matter what the color of your skin is at all, and tells me to go to hell. That's hard to believe we got about four more minutes so i could take another call eight uh three one four seven nine ten eighty jim gabbard in for mz here on ksco and you know as we were talking today about like the homeless san francisco has a major problem and that turns out the more you give the more of them you will have they've got you've it Going back to the Depression with FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, to get any money from the government, you had to do something. And, uh, and, you know, it's just the way it was. Coming up now, we've got one more call. We'll take that. I think I've got enough time to do it. And, uh, Bob, you're on K- uh, KSCO. And welcome. Thank you very much. Hope you're having a good day there, sir. Yeah, okay. You're on. So, uh... That lady was a little bit over the top there, your last caller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's these conservative people look at a part of there's a partial truth there. Okay. Partial. Then it gets carried away. What, what part of it do you think is partially true? Uh, well, the partially true is, well, there's no question the reverse apartheid in South Africa now is humongous. It's horrible. Do you, but the other stuff he was saying about interracial mixing and that stuff was different. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I can't use that word on the radio, but it's bat guano. No, you're absolutely right on that. I mean, that was – I just let that go and say I can't believe this. And I don't buy the whole black Muslims moving the country to take over and all that. Not stuff. at all. They're moving there for the op- – that's what I said. They're the industrial – it's not because they're white countries and they're taking over. They're moving there because there is more opportunity. There's more revenue. And there's a better chance of succeeding. Okay. Anyway, I want to, uh, Bob. I want to thank you very much. I'm going to take one more caller, and we're going to bet that. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for calling. Much. Okay. And so now we're going to go to uh, see who it is here. It's on line two. Let's go for it. Uh, let's take. Okay. We're going to take. Uh, which one are we taking? Okay. We'll take line one or no line two. We'll take line two right now. Okay. Uh, are you there? I didn't get your I name. I am right here. Yeah, I didn't get I your name. Right I'm yeah. sorry. It's, 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 what, it's what's your name? Uh, hello? Hi, 
Hi there. I'm yeah. speaking to you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. I'm just saying that I, I'm so dis- disappointed with the last caller, or it was probably two callers because I've been trying to get through, that that he would um, make a comment about your projection of uh, of where we are with our government and and just in the general population i'm just uh very dis- very disappointed and i you you've been giving an excellent program and i will tell mz about that um because we need we need the conservative we need something that is going to be positive as georgia projects every week yeah we need it Okay. Well, I really appreciate your call. I'm going to have to run out, running out of time. Okay. And and, th- and thank you very much for calling. Uh, Jim Gabbard, it's been a two hours in for MZ, and i got to tell you, it's been a huge amount of fun here on KSCO, and I hope MZ will have me back one of these days. And it's uh, we have news coming up, and, of course, we move right on here on KSCO in Santa Cruz. So, uh, again, I want to thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun, and remember that... Uh, that's what we're all about here at KSCO. So thank you very much. MC will be back, I think, next week. And I don't know when I'm going to see you again. So, again, thank you very much. KSCO Santa Cruz 1080 on your AM dial. I think we're just about, I'm waiting for the clock to tick around for the news, which is coming up next. Anyway, it's been real fun. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully... We'll see you again later. Thank you very much, and (laughs) bye-bye.